0: The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein.
1: Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, Mark Goldstein in the studio, as always, with Mike Gilland. Hey, Mark. And our guest today is Michelle Ogden. That's right. Now, there are some guests we have on one time and never again, and then there's others that we bring back again and again because of all of the great information that they give to our audience. That's right. And that is with Michelle Ogden. This is the second time on my show, I think you've been on Mike's at least uh, once. Afternoon with yeah. One. yeah, at least once, but you are a treasure trove of information, and especially this time of year when it's very critical. And the reason is that uh, Michelle Ogden is the founder of Ogden Wealth, and you are a wealth advisor. So for our audience that doesn't know what a wealth advisor is, what is it?
2: Well, we help you manage your resources, whether that's assets and cash and investments, stocks, bonds, you name it. Okay. Now,
1: what everybody says, well, I know a guy, I know a lady and all that. What makes what you do different uh, or bring you above the fold from what others might do?
2: Well, we have a belief that God owns it all, and that's very countercultural. So what does countercultural mean? Well, the the rest of the world believes they own it versus our Heavenly Father has entrusted us to steward our wealth. And the rest of the world thinks it all belongs to them. So what they do with it is up to them, whereas we believe it's up to Him. We lean into Him.
1: You know, that's a great point. Um, Mike, you know, when I was in the chamber doing that for 11 years Mm -hmm. uh, and I retired, uh, there was no gold watch. There was no balloon payment. There was no seven, None of that. Because it's a 501c6. I didn't own it. So I was the steward of it. So when I mm-hmm. walked away, I walked away with a lot of handshakes and backslaps, slaps. And that's what happens when you're a
2: steward, not an owner. And we're, we're supposed to steward our everything, ourselves. And I, for the longest time, thought Matthew 25, that steward of the talents, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that story mm-hmm. was all about money. And it's not just money. It's our time, yeah. our talents, our mm. gifts, our unique abilities, our desires. We have to steward those well. And we have to fight our flesh off. Like when you asked me if I wanted to be on this, my flesh said, no, I'm busy. <laughs> but I had to say, God, you want me to go talk with them and be obedient? It's all about obedience. So what would the
1: criteria be for somebody to think that they need to explore having a wealth advisor, Um uh, Or somebody to help them with their finances?
2: Well, we often say that we help people that have complicated financial lives. So if you have a business and you have 401k and you've got kids trying to go to college, there's so many places that need your resources and they're all important. So Mm -hmm. helping you prioritize those things.
1: You were mentioned about the talents and one had five, one had two, one had one, and the one that had one just kind of buried it. You had, I'm talking about the talents. Does a one talent person need a wealth advisor as much as a five talent person? or do they both need?
2: Well, I truly believe anyone that's breathing needs advisors. whether it's a financial advisor, a coach, just someone to help pull out what is I call it they need to help them mine like gold, their talents. And use their time wisely and invest themselves wisely in whatever it is that they are good at. Whether it may be, you know, increasing their skill set by going to school, all of those things. I mean, our flesh is works against us, mm. you know.
1: So you had mentioned uh, being a steward of time, talent, and treasure. When somebody meets with you, uh, do you do a holistic approach where it isn't just their money?
2: Right. Exactly. We look at the whole picture of everything that they've got going, whether it's a job, a business they own, their family, because if I get you to what you consider the finish line and it's, let's say, a net worth of $10 million, Mm. but along the way your health has suffered because you weren't balanced in taking care of yourself Mm. or your relationship suffered because you kind of had to neglect your, your family or your wife or your children and you ended up divorced. I have failed you. You know, I mean, Mm. divorce is the best way to divide versus multiply.
1: It's interesting. This may be a terrible illustration, but, you know, people go to doctors because they have symptoms and all they know is they have the pain or or this or that. It's when they go to the doctor, the doctor finds the source, the root cause. So it sounds like that's pretty much you're you're a doctor for people's
2: money, et cetera. Right. We try and have their financial wealth and health and all of it really rowing in the same direction because that's where the john Ten Ten you know the thief comes to steal kill and destroy all of that but god came so that we have a life and it's overflowing on everyone around us i truly do not believe that god wants anybody to be impoverished because mm. therefore he can't we can't help his people sure we need to be a reflection of his kingdom
3: i have a question I have a question here. Once I turn my mic on, there you go. Uh, the The whole issue of when to start this thing that you do. I mean, your name talks about wealth management. So building wealth is not in and of itself a bad thing. I mean, you know, we know a lot of the people in the Bible, like Moses, he was quite wealthy, uh, Abraham, etc. So when you when you look at uh, the process of building wealth, isn't it true that most people wait? later than they should wait to get started in the process?
2: A lot of people do. But saving and investing and accumulating wealth without purpose is a hollow pursuit. And you will eventually get to a point where you thought you should be happy, where your income's enough, your investments are enough, and you're still looking for something more. And that's when you really get an opportunity to speak into their lives and show them, at this point if you're afraid of dying with too much money and having lived and been less generous than you you ought to have been you're at a high risk of doing that right now let's see what would maybe pull at your heartstrings and get involved mm-hmm. with and and support it with your dollars cuz God wants us to do that.
0: You
3: know I think of David Dave Ramsey he often talks about living to give yes. and the whole thing about being generous is one of the reasons why many people are given the blessings that they're given because there's uh, the will of God that they would help give it away.
2: Right. And not everyone is born with that generous spirit. It has to be cultivated and sometimes pulled out of you. Mm-hmm. But if if you just plant the seed that generosity is the antidote to greed and, and fear. And I don't think most people think they're greedy, but it's they're fearful. They're that steward with the one talent mm-hmm. and they think they don't have enough and and that's a lie from the pit of hell
1: so michelle a lot of people have heard about that like the law of 72 and we're talking about people waiting and not doing things and whatever explain what the law of 72 is and why young folks don't take advantage of it and older folks wish they would have well
2: young people always think they We'll have more money later, and that's not always the case. They also think they have more time, right? Right, (laughs) and they don't have any sense of urgency. The law of 72 is basically the return you make divided into 72 is how long it takes for your money to double. So hypothetically, if you made 10%, which is a very aggressive rate, it would take 7.2 years for your money to double. And the, the sooner you start setting it aside, the better. I always say He who gathers little by little makes it grow. I mean, that's completely right out of the word. And so you don't have to have a lot. People think, I need to have, what, $5,000 to start? And I'm like, "You need to have a dollar to start and and just set it aside. Just be diligent.
3: I think of that uh, exercise that I saw years ago about a person who just said, uh, just pay me a penny penny and double it every day. Yes. And by the time one month passes by, I mean, what, they're, they're a millionaire, yeah. right?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Double-digit millionaire, yeah. I think.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. One penny. Mark just one penny and double it every day. Google it.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen that before. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Now, we know that there's a lot of people that are financially, fiscally responsible. They're doing all the right things most of the year. And then the holidays come about. And it's like they throw
2: all their Caution. wise principles out the window. Caution to the wind, right? Well, that's because everybody loves to be generous. I truly believe that Christmas tends to bring out the most generous side of people, and it's almost like they give themselves a kitchen pass. But what I want people to remember is the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So you have to unite with your spouse and talk in advance, like oh, right, right around Thanksgiving, what can we spend on you know, the holidays? Because that's when... We get the Black Friday, right? And and come up with a number and then figure out who are we buying for? That should be pretty same every year. And this is like a strategy. How much do we have? Who are we buying for? And then third, what can we buy for each one in those within those parameters? Mm-hmm. Is it a fifty dollar budget for each person, whatever it may be? And just be unaware, almost like a defensive driver. Because when you're out there looking, if you haven't set any boundaries to what you're willing to spend, oh, you go find something that's ten times what you should have spent.
1: Sure. And that that is the thing. We we put so much emotion mm-hmm. into our spending that time of year. Whereas the most of the the rest of the year we're Fiscally responsible. Right, you're diligent
2: all year long, and then boom.
3: And then men are not always known for being the greatest planners. I mean, let's just be real. And sometimes if you, he who waits until the last day, uh, you're kind of stuck with what's left on the shelf, which might cost twice more than what you wanted to spend. So it's better to think ahead. And with Amazon, I mean, honestly, anybody can do that, right?
2: Right, and I, I tend to treat shopping as a spiritual scavenger hunt and and then you know if it's $50 it's amazing you'll find something within those boundaries. Well we're going to
1: pick up this topic on the other side of the, the break and uh, so in the meantime give folks the telephone number or the best way to contact you.
2: Oh, Ogdenwealthllc.com or 407-645-1639 Well,
1: you're listening to The Shepherd at Work we'll be back in just a couple minutes.
3: If
2: you're a Christian
3: business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578.
2: Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-led community. The website, again, is clchq.org or 407-484-3899.
0: Once again, here's Mark Goldstein.
1: And we're back, the shepherd of work. Uh, Mark Goldstein with Mike Gillen in the studio with Michelle Ogden of Ogden Wealth, uh, founder, president of the company. And we've been talking about uh, finances and especially now this time of year, uh, throwing all sense out the window and going like crazy. Uh, But we're talking about education. To educate ourselves, how... As parents, can we educate, can use this time to educate our kids about finances?
2: Well, we can also focus on the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a good steward. And everybody has an internal peaceometer. And if you explain to your children that if it brings peace and it's the right dollar amount, then maybe that is the one. And we don't have to do anything impulsively teaching them that, you know, let's sleep on that. We don't have to put it in the cart. And then maybe we'll we'll see if we find anything else. Don't do anything impulsively when it has a dollar sign. I know it's countercultural, but um, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity because kids are so generous. They they want to buy the five thousand dollar gift mm-hmm. when we might be able to find it for five hundred. <laughs> Daddy would like the five thousand. It's interesting uh, going through the Bible
1: over and over again. We see the number three, and a lot of times it's three days, and mm. over and over that three days it kind of talks about wisdom it, it you know a cooling period and mm-hmm. let God speak mm-hmm. and i try especially when it comes to bigger purchases if i know i want it i wait three days yeah. to pull the trigger and That's at the nice, end of the three yeah. days if i want it if i still want it uh, you know i do it but a lot of times i say no nah, i really didn't want that
2: yeah, and it's it's just a great opportunity for them to see that the ends have to justify the means. Mm. And even if you put it into perspective of, you know, how much the the wage is, if it's, you know, $10 an hour, you would have worked four hours for that gift for that friend. Is that what you would want to do?
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Good point. You kind of really put it in perspective of what that really means.
2: I'm going to butcher it, but there is a thing that said, the price you pay is the amount of life you exchange for it.
3: Well, that's really something to think about.
2: I don't know who said it, but Goog- wow. Google that. It was something like that. And I went,
3: wow. I've heard often that money is a really good representative of you because it represents your time. Mm. It represents your talent. Uh, it represents the investment that you made on that day. You'll never get that back. Right. And so what we get paid to do something really says a lot more than just that uh, wage or that payment That we get for something. You know,
1: and you've also described the crucifixion. If you stop and think about it.
2: Uh, Repeat that again. So the price you pay Mm -hmm. is the exchange for the amount of life you had to give to earn the money to buy it. Well, there you you have it.
3: That's pretty big.
1: (laughs) So, Michelle, there's people who have, because this show is podcasted, so people may be listening to this in February. Uh, so talk to the people who missed the first half of this show and who really got up to their heads and they're dealing with all of this stuff. Uh, let's take the shovel and help them unbury.
2: Well, basically if they've gotten themselves in credit card debt and they didn't know that there could be a strategy to their shopping spree, have grace for yourself. People need to give themselves grace and then learn from their mistakes. Look at the interest that they paid on the credit card as the cost of tuition to do it differently. Mm. So what are some steps that,
1: that people can do once they're underwater to get to where they can
2: breathe? Well, that's where I love Dave Ramsey's snowball. Yeah. The you debt know, snowball. The debt snowball. Cause they want to see the traction and the progress in paying off one card, then yeah. the next card. So I I highly recommend his debt snowball. Yeah, he talks
3: about uh, taking care of the lower, uh, easier, uh, low-hanging fruit things. Get rid of that off of your back as fast as you can.
2: The smaller balances. The smaller
3: balances. And also then you look at those balances that are represented by a higher rate. Because some of these credit cards, I mean, that could be over 20%. Right. It's very difficult To keep, uh, to get out of that. So it's going to take concerted effort. And then he will finally, he also says, give yourself some years, give yourself about three years. It's not going to happen overnight. Right.
2: But if you're diligent, it's amazing. I had had somebody get out of credit card debt, and it was a lot in a very short period of time because she was being diligent and she had opportunities to make side money where she worked and she got out of debt quick.
1: So. There are the people who get these things in the mail saying, move your credit over for X amount of time. There's zero percent. And people say, Oh, that's an answer from God. I get to get out of
2: this high thing for work on that one. <laughs> so debt is detrimental. <laughs> and um and it's just delaying the inevitable. So put together a plan to pay it down, no matter what the interest rate is. If it makes sense to move it to a 0%, go ahead and move it. But don't be presuming on the future that you'll have money at the end of that 18 months or whatever it is to pay it off. You need to be diligently paying it every month. Yeah,
3: You know, I heard a speech last night, Michelle, from the new Speaker of the House. And it's really amazing some of the things that he said. It's uh, very much, it's his first Speech, so you can find that with uh, Mike uh, Mike Johnson, I believe is his name, and he talked about the, talk about our nation now. This is the country, but he mentioned that one of the biggest problems that we have is the national debt. So you break that down to a, a family. And I think that's still true. One of the biggest problems that that family will have is the level of debt that they have, right?
2: Absolutely. And I remember meeting someone and she was raised just paying the minimum payment. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, well, that's what my mom taught me. And I'm like, no, you need to pay as much of it as you can afford to. And if anything, don't put it on the card if you know you can't afford right. to pay it every month in full. That should be your goal.
3: Yeah. I wonder how many times they think um, this is always going to be there. This is the way life is supposed to be. And it's really not.
2: No, we're not guaranteed the next breath. So we can't presume on a raise or anything in the future. Yeah. I know
1: in the past I had carried some credit card debt and uh, now I have a small mortgage and a small lease payment on my car and that's it. And it is so liberating. It's I have more money to do with what God would want me right. to do than giving to some credit card company because I needed that yes. <laughs> I needed to buy that.
2: I heard somewhere the debt on your credit card is you paying for your past desires that you just couldn't, you're, you you could not resist. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true.
3: Not only could you not resist, you couldn't afford,
2: couldn't afford and couldn't resist. Mm. And your flesh won over the spirit is willing, but the flesh is. so. Weak. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You know, in Romans verse uh, 7, 15, it says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. So people need to realize that their flesh is always going to be working against them and they're not crazy. They're just human.
3: Yeah. It happens when, you know, people, uh, they forget at times that they have tendencies that are leaning in the wrong direction yeah. and and those things are, are really detrimental to their long term Financial status.
1: I'm not a fine, I'm not a martial artist. Yeah. But what I understand is that the best way to fight somebody is not to use your own strength, but to use their strength against them. And I think that really applies here. The adversary knows what we're inclined to do. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of things that want to pull us that way. Yes, absolutely. So, how do we, again, how do we counteract that on a root level, um, not only for the holidays, but just as a principle all
2: year long? If you know your flesh is always basically working against you, then do the opposite. That's spiritual warfare. So when I got the text and, hey, you want to come talk about this? My flesh was like, no, I'm really busy. And then I looked at my calendar. I saw that I had the spot available. Mm. and I thought, does God want me to talk about this? Yes, he does. And it's aligned with what I do for a living. (laughs) So again, it's just checking your flesh, knowing that it's always going to get in your way.
3: And I think also too, having a uh, kind of an outlook that our time is like Michelle said earlier, our time is part of our generosity. We need to be doing what God wants us to do versus just what we want to do. Yeah, I love this uh, phrase that we heard years ago that we want to serve each other uh, out w- when it's inconvenient, mm-hmm. you know, because if we only serve when it's convenient, we'll find that we don't serve a lot. Yeah. And I think this this principle, it goes over into finances, it goes over into uh, how we approach our time, how we approach our, our advice, because if we don't have time, we won't even offer Uh, a listening ear to people when they really need to talk with
2: us. And if you only do what you feel like doing, you don't look any different than the rest of the world.
3: That's right.
1: And I think that's where generosity comes in. Generosity allows us to move the needle, to to be in in partnership, if you will, with Mm -hmm. God, to help people move the needle. And what helped me is to counteract indulgent spending is the indulgent giving and I enjoyed that so much more, that's where I wanted to, to gravitate to. That's awesome. And Michelle Ogden, we have just about 45 seconds to go. So again, give your contact information. How Folks can reach out to you for more information.
2: We are in Maitland at the corner of 414 and Maitland Avenue in the Lake Faith Professional Center. We're at OgdenWealthLLC.com, 407-645-1639.
1: Well, Michelle, as always, it's uh, it's great to see you, and uh, and and also for our audience, uh, I know you live by your principles, and you've done some amazing things. That uh, show you know what you're talking about. You. So uh, again, for Michelle Ogden, Mike, you and I will see y'all next week on the Shepherd at Work.
0: been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.